Hey, welcome to the Frost Sports Podcast, where today in this episode we are going to be talking about uh, part of kind of the series that is going to be getting released, um, going over the New England Patriots and their issues across uh, offense, defense, uh, and Bill Belichick is going to get a separate thing, which, yeah, that's going to take time because it feels like every single day something comes out about the Patriots organization of their management, their player personnel, and it's just like, okay, well, we got to keep this because this is going to affect, affect the video. Well, that's... I'm trying to compile something. But in today's episode, we are going to talk about the New England, the current state of the New England Patriots offense, um, the future of the offense, what's going to come, what's going to come to be the next Patriot quarterback, um, receivers, uh, free agents that are going to be pretty much gone. I mean, there are free agents that are kind of key, but again, I've seen people just say Scorch Earthum, which I don't disagree with because we don't really have that many great free agents offensively, but let's get into it. So to just summarize the current state of the New England Patriots offense going into week six, uh, a negative eight turnover differential, which if you don't know what that means, essentially it means um the Patriots have turned the ball over eight times more than they have been able to turn the ball over the make the other team turn the ball over pretty some stuff um and they are the second worst in the NFL they are the 31st worst team I, they may be tied with another team I don't think so uh the only team that is worse than them is the Minnesota Vikings with nine. So that just shows you how bad this Patriot offense has been and not being able to follow uh, the Bill Belichick plan of just keep the ball, don't turn the ball over, and let the defense do the rest. But that it, it gets worse because uh, obviously averaging the points that the Patriots have scored, New England is averaging 11 points a game. Now the first game was a miracle of like 20 points scored by the new england patriots kind of a shocking event uh, especially because defense played really well and it was against a really good opponent then they go to miami 17 points but they hold the dolphins to 24 winnable situation nobody questions it they go to dallas and they only score three points now again we wiped it off because it was a good defense obviously coming into foxborough face a good defense like nola but clearly if a team like the titans can score like i think 25 or 30 years or so that or running over them clearly new england should be able to do the same new england scored zero points so clearly new england can't score the ball and they turn the ball over at a high rate so that already says how bad this offense is and where you could make the statement this is the worst offense in the league because quite frankly it's just it's just bad like i mean i'll go over literally every single position group on the offense and again there's like one or two players i can say that are currently like good enough and i'm gonna go over the quarterback last um for obvious reasons and obviously i decided to wait which means i did get to see the malik cunningham signing which i will focus more on in the quarterback Let's start with the position that I think has the least amount of issues and a little bit of questions. And that is the tight end position. 
Now, obviously, there are three tight ends that have been notable this season for the New England Patriots. Hunter Henry, Farrell Brown, the dude who had probably the best receiving game out of any Patriots offensive receiver, including tight ends, um, which was against the Jets. So, you know, take what you will. Uh, and obviously, Mike is sicky. All three of them are free agents next year, so it's going to be very interesting. Personally, I don't know about Kasiki. I think Kasiki, if he comes back on a small deal, I would keep him. Farrell Brown seems to be an interesting piece as well. Um, but I honestly think Connor Henry is doing a very good job. He's he's played pretty well. Um, last game was not great. I think he had like two catches and like four targets, so not great but has been a good weapon. And I'm not going to go into all of this because this is going to be left for the Bill Belichick episode, but clearly the Patriots, since Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, I know not too many people are fond of that guy, but since those two tight ends, Bill Belichick has been awful at drafting tight ends. And you might say, what about Martellus Bennett? That was a free agent signing. They cannot draft tight ends. So them dipping into free agency has been kind of a new thing and kind of been what they have to do because clearly bill can't get us a tight end um i'm gonna be completely honest i mean hunter henry is probably our best offensive weapon which is not that should not be the case um Gesicki, i feel like should get more looks i mean hunter henry is more of a pass catcher and it's like we're not using him as much of that i mean he was max number one weapon in weeks one and two and then it felt like to me that like that kind of trailed off and Mac was starting to get the other younger receivers involved, which is good and all. But it's like Hunter Henry was working really well. I mean, I think he had almost 100 passing yards in the first two weeks. So it doesn't really make a lot of sense of to why we're diverting away from him. But I mean, free agency wise and like what's his part? I think he's the and I, I've heard the scorched earth the whole whole big scorched earth with the offense he's like the only guy i'm honestly at the point of saying keep him because he could be good i know he's 30 years old but quite frankly i think that you should be able to go ahead and like get a tight end because clearly new england is not going to be the team to draft a tight end as by two guys who one of them made it one year and then immediately got cut after like I think maybe one game or two games. I think he's on the Bengals now. Next, I'm going to go with wide receivers because, geez. Oh, yeah, this is a great group. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, Damar Douglas, Kevin Butte, um, obviously Kendrick Bourne are kind of the main guys, and Tyquan Thorne. I'm not going to go over Thorne. Uh, Vegas is going to be his first game. You'll hear it in the breakdown of or reaction to the pain and suffering of Vegas. Um, but yeah, this is not a good group of receivers. I mean, I had expectations of Juju being a little bit better than what I think most people thought he would be. Uh, that was not the case in the slightest. He kind of was a huge disappointment. And the season's early. Like, he could go on a huge run and I'll shut my mouth. I mean, tomorrow he could get like five catches for five. Oh, wait, he's out. Huh. Well, that was money well spent. It's not like we could have got Jacoby Myers. So, New England does not have great receivers. Kendrick Bourne is the only one, and honestly, he's the only receiver I would even possibly think of keeping. I mean, like DeMar Douglas, who is also out, 
in Kevin Boot, I think those guys could be, like, young pieces you might want to keep. But, I mean, like, if we could do, like, a trade of, like, trading them for another young receiver, which I will get into fixes for the offense, and, oh, boy, a receiver is not coming to save this team. Um, but it's just, I, I don't see anyone. Like, Juju, if we could get a good deal for Juju Smith-Schuster, I would trade him instantly. He's not fitting. I said, I think... If you are the Chiefs and you're coming to me and saying, hey, we want Juju back, we'll throw you a third-round pick. Um, Sky, Sky Moore is probably the best guy I would want. Um, then, you know what, I'd be like, okay, we get a third-round pick and we get a young receiver who was who was one guy I really wouldn't want. Um, Baltimore might also do the same thing, and I'd be like, okay, uh, give me like Rashad Bateman or someone like that to kind of help the New England Patriots because I think they need to get younger um, but again, it's I, they need to get younger, but I think Kendrick Bourne, even though he's 29 years old, he is also a free agent, by the way, that I do believe he's kind of the only veteran I want to keep. I mean, who are we, who are we going and getting that is like going to move the needle a lot? Uh, Justin Jefferson, I said, is the only guy I would go and get, and he's on IR, so really there's no one. This receiving core really needs to be completely overhauled. And that might have to be with a new regime. Next, I'm going to talk about the O-line. This is not the worst O-line in the league. And I don't even think it's like a bottom three. And that is saying a lot. This is not a good O-line. David Andrews, I'm more than fine with keeping. That dude deserves to retire a Patriot. He's kind of the only veteran. But even he, like, listen to his press conferences. He just seems done. I'm not even joking. Like, he just seems done, tired of the grind. Hunter Henry said the same thing of, like, they're just tired of the turnovers. They're tired of the grind. Uh, Cole Strange really hasn't even played this year. And he was a first round. Mind I ask you, a first round pick. So just let that sink in for a minute. That a first round pick, who was solid last year. I don't think he was, like, the greatest of all or whatever. Wow, this guy was so under the radar. But it was like, he was like, okay, maybe he wasn't that big of a reach. And then he can't stay healthy this year. Trent Brown hasn't played too much. Um, again, Philly was pretty good. O-line only let Mac get pressured, like, not too bad poorly. And it was only Jalen Carter. Like, Jalen Carter was the one that was pressuring him the whole time. It was not the Philly sacking him over and over and over and over and over again. It was The O-line did fairly well, but they also adjusted to that. Which, oh, I will get into about adjustments because clearly that worked against Philly, but why can't it work against a team like the Saints who have a lesser head coach? But that's just what it is at this point. The O-line needs rehauled. Riley Reef is not the answer. He's also out. Yadni Kousta? I, 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 don't, I don't know if that's it. Dude hasn't even played it out. I don't know if it's a issue or what. And it seems to me that this is the position if New England wants to try and get better, they need to trade for an O-lineman. Because, quite frankly, I'm fine with drafting O-lineman in the draft, but I also feel like we do need to get some veterans on here. Um, I know, like, everyone on the O-line probably needs to get scorched earth. I'm only saying Andrews because we still have him for another year. He's a center. He knows the system. Might as well keep him. Um, but other than that, like, Cole Strange, yeah, keep him. I guess he's a young player. Maybe he'll develop into something. But, like, I mean, I'm looking at it now. Michael Inouye, like, he's going to be gone. I would let him walk. Trent Brown, why are you keeping a 31-year-old old lineman tackle who does not look good at all? 
I mean, Marcus Cannon went to, I, I don't know if, I think he got traded to Houston. He has not looked good. He's older. I don't think these Patriot alignment of the past are going to be able to hold up as much. And I don't think they're good. I mean, Riley Reef, we took a flyer on him. I was more than okay with taking a flyer on him. He has not performed well. I think we either need to make a trade to get some more linemen. I was pounding the table for Lyle Collins. Uh, he may still be a free agent. I have heard zero about him getting signed. But I was saying get him. This O-line needs something. This O-line needs to get some fix. Because this is not really a... Oh, well, draft, draft, draft. I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to get someone now because I want to see, which I'm going to get into, the potential of our running game and our quarterbacks. Because is it their fault? It, it seems like it's everyone's fault. Um, Except a certain someone on the sidelines called Belichick. But it's seeming to me that, like, the is it the O-line's fault? Is it these guys are just so bad? But then again, I point to a guy like Joe Burrow whose O-line is still bad, probably t bottom 10 again for year number three, and still can make plays. So it's something where it's like you can overcome the O-line. I mean, again, I don't think the Titans O-line is great, and Derrick Henry for years has been just a dominant running running back. That's before his injury. The O-line was not great. When Conklin was gone, that O-line was not great. So there is ways to overcome it. And it just seems to me that either this O-line is that bad, the scheming for the O-line is that bad, or all of the weapons in the O-line are that bad, which is probably the case. Now let's move on to running backs, because this is an interesting bunch. Normally I would say it would be Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevens. It's going to be Ty Montgomery, Kevin Harris, those two. There's some other guys, but I want to focus on these four right now. Ty Montgomery... Can't be a great running back. He's okay. He's fine. But even then, I don't really want him on my roster if we're going and getting Ezekiel Elliott and we have Kevin Harris. Receiving. Yeah, you could fit in, but it's like you drafted a couple and picked up some free agents. Not to mention, we don't know if Malik Cunningham is going to even be a receiver or a quarterback. So why is he here? I am at the point of just get rid of him because it doesn't seem like he's fitting. He had, I mean, he he had his splashes two years ago or maybe a year ago. I don't remember. So it's like, okay, he has flashes. Okay, maybe he could be something. He has not been anything. He might be literally like, no. I mean, he's a free agent this year. Let him walk. Because there is no reason to keep him at all whatsoever. But who knows at this point. I I, I don't even know anymore about uh, what they're going to do. Because this is just a mess. M-E-S-S-S. But, um... And, well, forget it. But then we get to Zeke. I I don't know what to say. He has been he has not been that disappointing. Um, last game was his worst game. He looked okay against Dallas, but then we started running the ball with Ramondre, which doesn't make sense to me. Because it's like I, I mean, if we gave Zeke 15 carries and it wasn't getting anywhere, then okay, we know Zeke's done. We gave him, like, five carries, and he went for, like, 45, 35 yards, which is not bad. And then we give Ramondre 10, and he doesn't even hit the same amount. Like, he hits, like, 35, 40-ish, and it's, like, two yards a carry. I'm like, dude, why is Ramondre? Ramondre is not doing well. And mind you, Ramondre had a really good season last year with a O-line that debatably was a little bit worse. 
or at least the same. So I just want to say that because I think Ramondre is a piece you possibly move on to. And that is kind of another guy. I said, like, maybe he was safe, but I'm like, I kind of want to move on from him. He is not that great. I don't think he's as good as what people are going to make him out to be because we thought like, oh, look, we have this mini Derrick Henry that is going to run people over and that's going to help Mac Jones develop. No, it does not. He is not played as well. And quite frankly, and this might be a hot take, Ezekiel Elliott is a better running back now than Ramondre, at least currently, because Ramondre has showed me nothing. Zeke has shown me some solid games and has shown that he can still be a very solid running back. And obviously, this leads to the most important position, fullback. So the fullback, I'm kidding. It's the quarterback position. Oh, good. Oh, my Lord. I want to talk about the quarterback position so much because Bill Belichick has poorly handled this position. And I'm not talking about Mac Jones. No, 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 no. So we had corners. We had like five or six corners on the roster. We usually have a lot of corners. And we were getting beat up. I mean, week one, we had four corners. One of them went out. I don't remember the names of them, so forgive me. Uh, but Jack Jones was on IR, so there you go. Jonathan Jones was out. So, week one, what do we do? I mean, corners out. I mean, you might be Bill, Bill Belichick's the defensive genius. So, you might say, oh, let, let's just pick up some guy like, you know, Sean Wade or someone like that. Because he's picked up some corners, and they've been really good. This man decides to pick up Matt Corral. And I'm not against that. I like that sign. I was. I had a feeling New England might be in the market for a Matt Corral because Matt Corral was untested and he could have been a really good quarterback. I still think he could. It's just I think he needs to get that opportunity, which, spoiler, might be back in New England. I think he's on a practice squad, so we can easily pick him back up. So I'm more than happy to have Corral back. He didn't work out, though. Um... Okay, so next week goes, oh, no, we have another corner down. So our secondaries are in doing great. Uh, what does Bill Belichick do? He decides to sign Will friggin' frackin' Cryer, um, which is not bad, but it's like we have, mind you, mind you, we have Zappi and we have Malik Cunningham both on the roster. Malik Cunningham was not that bad, by the way. So with all that in, you know, all that noise, then we're down to three corners heading into Dallas. We're going into Dallas, and we have three corners. And if you know, one, Christian Gonzalez, went down to the heartbreak of many. So what does Bill Belichick do? He does bring Jalen Mills back, who is mixed bag as always. As much as I like Jalen Mills, he is just a mixed bag. So he does that. And then it's like, oh, well, you know, both of our defenses are down. Man, maybe we need to reevaluate Mac. I'll sign a corner now. He has baffly handled this. So the Patriots have had a whopping four quarterbacks walk through the building, um, backup-wise. And then we've had McCorkle Jones. Oh, boy. This is really the hardest part because I know so many Patriot fans are just kind of done with Mac. And I'm kind of on that boat, too. He's been a dirty player. I do not want to hear it. I I mean, he's dirty. Like, he's had four or five incidences of being dirty if it was a one-time thing, which I blamed on him. I am blaming on coaching because coaching should have addressed that with him. They did not. So, with all that said, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't see Mac 
in New England more than a year. I think you could see one more season from him under the new regime. Because the main thing I've heard for Mac, and I've totally agreed, he has not had great weapons. He had a good ground game, and that's kind of where the success could have been made. And I mind you, to anyone who says, well, Mac was just crap. He had almost 70% completion rate in his rookie season. He was very efficient. His quarterback numbers weren't like screaming good. I think it was like 22, 23 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, which by all means is not like world blowing, but it's good for a rookie. Last year, as bad as the season it was, statistically, he didn't do that poorly. He was still fairly efficient. It's... I mean, like, yes, he missed games, but it's like he was not as poorly efficient and as bad as a lot of people want to make him out to be. This season, he has been very much mixed. Where the first two games, yeah, he threw interceptions. He also threw for 300 yards and was very efficient and looked really, really good with no weapons and a limited ground game. So it's those games where I'm like... Mac could really be good. I'm not talking about being Tom Brady because I hate anyone who says he's going to be as good as Tom Brady. I said before, I don't want him to be, I don't think he's going to be as good as Tom Brady. I don't want him to be Tom Brady because he's not going to live up to that expectation. That's just the truth. If you can be a Bledsoe, a Drew Bledsoe, that is all I am going to be asking for you because Bill Belichick will run that defense. Um, last two games have been two of his worst career games ever. Uh, again, negative eight turnover differential. Most of that is on McCorkle Jones. And I, I've said, the one guy I think we need to get him a number one guy before we. I will completely write him off as a bust and kind of a bum. But until we get him that guy, I genuinely do not see the any issue with keeping him one more season unless we get no one for him if we get no one for him then we need to move on because he is not going to be that guy which leads me to kind of talking about the future of the offense and kind of what's going to be happening for the rest of the season and just kind of listening and seeing like what is going to be the answer to this just dilemma in new england and kind of a mess Obviously, the Malik Cunningham signing. I was going to, funny enough, I'll give you a quick background on this podcast. I was actually going to record this earlier, and I decided to wait. I don't know. Maybe it's laziness. I needed to write part of the script. I think writing part of the script was part of it. And I was like, you know, I mean, I, and in my mind, I'm like, ah, Malik Cunningham is going to be a subject because I'm, I'm so entranced with him. He's a different type of running back. He is a running back who can actually throw the ball. New England is... Patriot fans are not accustomed to a run, mobile quarterback who can throw the ball. That was not Tom Brady's skill. And he was different. And I saw him in the preseason, and I'm like, this dude could be pretty good. I'm not going to say over Mac, because I'm like... But I'm like, mm, I don't know. He's pretty good. And then he gets... And obviously, there was rumors he was going to be a wide receiver, because, again, you get Julian Edelman. I think, unlike Julian Edelman... This guy will be a better quarterback than he will be a receiver. I'm, And frankly, I think we need to give him a shot. Now, if Will Greyer just tears it up, then quite frankly, I think Will Greyer gets the first spot. I would try and trade Zappi. Um, but I would be very interested to also see how good is Malik Cunningham. Because I think now that we have we signed him, he's either going to be a receiver or a quarterback. And if he's our quarterback of the future... I'm not too opposed. I don't even, I'm not going to ask him to be anything great. I'm saying like, can you be good enough for me? 
and that's kind of all I'm hoping for with him is like can he be good enough um we'll see I'm very interested to see him play but I wanted to wait and quite frankly it might be Malik Cunningham time I mean I'm just saying so kind of to end this um not to mention one more stat the Patriots offense is 30th I do not know how I, I know some places rank us 32nd I don't know how we're 30 seconds across the board. This is not a good offense. Um, but I wanted to talk about basically what could New England do. And I said this, I've said this multiple times. Let me let let's say New England the New England Patriots go out. They have a bunch of late picks. I think like three sevenths, two six, couple fifths, like you know, like some po- what I call pocket picks. Not picks you can hand down and it's no big deal. Let I mean like yeah, here's the way I look at it. Yeah, they could get run for for a seventh. They could go get Judy for a third. I mean, they could get Sun too. Package package like a sixth and a seventh. Yeah, you could get Sun. Here's my one question: How is that going to save the season? Because this season's almost hopeless. I'm at the point of like it is hopeless. Yes, New England kind of has a very easy back half of the schedule. But we still have to go through Kansas City. We still have to go through the Chargers. As much as I don't think they're going to be a threat, we still have to go through the Chargers. We still have to go through the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We still have to go through Buffalo twice. We still have to go through, like, some... Again, Indianapolis, I thought that was going to be an easy win. It is not going to be an easy win. I think as much as I'm like, you know what, maybe we could win this game. I don't think we're going to win that game. It is just at the point of like, yeah, we can beat the Commanders. I think we can beat the Giants. I just also am going to be quite honest. That's probably it. I don't know how many more wins this is going to be. Now, again, if you get these all three of them, and let's say Judy plays as well as he does, then maybe, like, maybe you sneak in as like a 9-8 and team, but I don't even think that's possible at this point. I'm more or less saying, Judy, I would like for the future. That's great. Son, great. Renfro, I would be more than okay with keeping Renfro because, quite frankly, I think Renfro is someone who fits a Patriot system. But again, none of that is going to save the season. I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard. It just makes me tired hearing. I mean, Kirk Cousins is officially not going anywhere. Uh, he's going to be the Minnesota Vikings QB for 2023 and 2020 this season, and that's pretty much it. So that's... I mean, like, I've heard Russell Wilson. I don't want Russell Wilson. I want to evaluate Cunningham, Zappi, Greer, maybe Mac, but I don't know. I think we got to get rid of Mac if he keeps failing because, again, what if a new quarterback gets us some wins and does turn the season around? Because I'm going to be dead honest. We played played really well against Miami. Perhaps we can do it again. I don't think we will. What if Buffalo stumbles again and we beat Buffalo? that turns the season around to where it's like oh okay but i don't know i mean i i put i I even put here like trade for josh jacobs i don't think trading for like a running back's gonna help and again josh jacobs probably would be a one-year rental so i mean like what's the point of doing that if we're going to sign leonard for that i mean that like come on that was the guy i wanted but the main thing is, if we do tank, I want Marvin Harrison Jr. I am Ohio State fan. I absolutely love him. He is a monster. I think he's what we need. But again, I said if it's Bill Belichick, we're probably going to get a defensive end. The dude's probably going to be a Hall of Famer and amazing. But at the same time, 
that's not what the Patriots need. I don't even want to draft an O-lineman if we have a top five pick. I want a wide receiver. Wide receiver or quarterback. I do not want anything else. But this episode has kind of gone on long enough. Um, these rant videos are going to be a bit longer. I'm going to keep uh, other videos a little bit shorter. But, um, yeah, that's all. Uh, Pat's offense, I mean, I've said it before. I think what they need to do is just draft. I think you just need to wait the season out, see if any of these guys work out. But I think quarterback will change if they do not beat the Vegas Raiders or if Mac Jones has another bad game, but we shall see. Anyway, that is all. Make sure to like, subscribe, do all the things, and remember to stay frosty. See you guys later.